Well, good morning, everybody. I got a great, amazing introduction from Pastor Mike, who called me the older and cooler pastor here at 922. I would not, not argue with the older, that is true, and I would not argue with the cooler. But to pay him a compliment, if you notice, we're dressed the same. He's my idol. <laughs> we did not change shirts. We just dressed the same. I'm so excited for today for week number one of How To, and so glad that you are here. I know for some people, we come off of a series like Esther, and it's exciting to read something new. We learn something that we never knew before. And as Pastor Mike said, each and every year we come back to this in our series, we talk roots and fruit, and some of you are probably like going, oh, it's the most boring series of the year. So what I need you to do is make me a promise. I promise, I promise. that this series will not be boring to me. Because it's definitely not the pastor's fault. <laughs> All kidding aside, we do this each and every year. We come back to our roots. We talk about fruit. Because we believe it might be the most important series of the year. Like series about relationships, series about books like Esther, series about half-truths and trending truths. They grab our attention. But in order for those really to sink in, for you to be blessed by them, we want you to understand the power of roots. Gather group. Grow, give, and go. And this year's twist is a little different. It's called How To for a reason. We did a survey a few months ago from some of our members. We got some great feedback. And a lot of the feedback that we heard from you in those different areas was this very important thing that you understood how vital they were, but they're not always so easy to do. Like, how many of you are handy people? Raise your hand. Can you please write on your communication card your name and number and send it to Pastor Tim? Like, how-to is so important when we don't know. And our world's filled with amazing resources and, and ways that we can figure out the how-to. Like, I'm not very handy, and I'm not really all that wise to figure things out on my own, but I know when we buy a gift for my granddaughter and we have to put it together, I follow the manual and the directions. Sometimes I think the Chinese might be easier to understand than the English, and the tools are all over the place, but how-to is right there in front of you. And if you follow directions, you follow A and put it in the right place, you'll, you'll end up with the product. In today's world, the resources at our fingertips are amazing. Like, you know, most of you, if there's a how-to that you want to figure out and learn more about, you do what? Google it. Like, my wife Googles recipes, and there's Pinterest list of all the dips she might make for a pool party, or there's TikTok videos of this amazing new recipe that everyone's doing that's trending, and it's right there for you to know how to. Now, we're all a little different when it comes to how to. Some of us like to follow every last detail and, and know them all. Some of us like to tinker and figure it out, like Tom Plowman. And, and others of us like to, to play it by ear and, and, and do it by taste when it comes to a recipe. And here's the hard thing that we know for all of you at 922. Us as pastors, we so buy into this. Roots produce fruit. And we add this word in front of the statements, just do it. Like, just group. <laughs> just open the book. Just come to church. And we make it probably sound so simple, but what you have told us and what we need to understand and remember for all of our members is that it's not that easy. So if you're a lifer in Christianity, some of these things might not be news to you, but you need to hear them again. So please don't tune out. 
If you're new to 922, our downtown campus, the core, or, or St. Peter, or maybe our school early childhood, and you're just checking it out, we think some of these things can be great blessings to you along that journey to, to how-to in these different areas and, and maximize them, do them well. But we believe across the board, all five of these topics, there will be things that you can learn no matter where you are at on that spectrum. And we're not going to promise to give you every how-to, every great insight, every last thing, because we simply can't. But we will promise to share with you some of the insights from our own experience, from things that we have learned as pastors, and most importantly along the way, some truths that God would have you here, remember, hold on to, about how-to in these different areas. Now today we're going to talk about how to church. The gather route, what we're doing right now, these 70 minutes that we... We come into this amazing building and, and, and get to, to sing songs that we love and listen to God's word and, and see people that we're connected to. I actually went to the most popular how-to site. You know what that is? It's not Google. It's actually WikiHow. Anyone ever used WikiHow? Pastor Mike pointed this out to me. I thought it was great because I wanted to learn how to take good selfies. Check that. I wanted to learn how to mount a projector, right, honey? It's been sitting in the box in the basement for a year and a half. I still have not done it. And then I wikihowed how to church. And on the first page, here's what came up, some great ideas and things that some of you might want answers to. It was how to draw a church, how to pick a church, how to get ready for church, how to dress for church, and yes, on the first page, how to flirt in church. <laughs> Married people do not do that or Google that. I'm not so sure we want that for the single people, but hey, I get it. And while all those things are good, I want to literally talk about how to maximize, how to church well, these 70 minutes that you have right here, right now, the taproot that the gather root is. If you know a taproot, it's the first root. Without the taproot, the rest of the roots can't grow. We, say, we think gathering is so vital and important. And I'm going to give you four truths, four takeaways today. I'm going to encourage you right now to get your bulletin out and have a pen in front of you. How many of you did not pick up a pen? If you didn't, feel free to get up and get one. Because the real big thing about how-to is oftentimes when we want information, when we want answers, we need to write things down. And I'm hoping that today you can take a takeaway from each one of these four areas, these four steps from how to church that you will be blessed by. Maybe you're doing them now. Maybe you can take it to the next level. Maybe... You're not doing one as well as you want. Maybe all these things together will help bless you as you how-to church. But before we get into what we're doing right now, because we're going to talk about how to church, the 70 minutes we're right here, I want to make a compelling case to you that how to church begins before Sunday. It begins before the band sings the first song. It begins before the promo video of the pastor and the better-looking guy, Pastor Novotny, comes up here most of the time at downtown campus. How to church, I want to pitch a compelling case to you, begins long before Sunday. Because if that wasn't the case, King David would never have said these words. I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Like when David got invited, when when David looked forward, when his friends extended the invitation, as he was wrestling with and struggling with maybe the things of life, the, the difficulties of, 
of being the king, the sins that, that weighed heavily on him, when his friend said, church, let's go, let's gather, let, let's head to the temple, he rejoiced. And that was in advance of what took place at church. In order to do church well, how to church, those words speak to me and, and reinforce this step when it comes to how to church. Step number one is prep up. Now, I don't mean get more preppy in how you dress. I mean up the preparation. Some people say what this phrase gets used, if you prep up, you're prepping completely, you're prepping thoroughly. And when it comes to how to church, I would tell you that it, it begins with your preparation. There's no biblical passage that, that lays out the steps of how to church well. It, it talks about the importance of church. We're going to get to that. It talks about other things that we can take from it. And, and yet I want to make a compelling case to you as members of 922 that, that how to church begins before you set your rear ends down on these seats, before you walk through those doors and get your cup of coffee. Prep up. Because if this is the most important hour that sets the tone for the taproot of the week, don't you think it's worthy of some time in advance? How many of you have an important business meeting this week? Meeting with the boss? Got a presentation? How many of you have a test this week coming up at school or high school? An assignment you have to get done in advance? Like, I've done this before. I've gone in blind to a test. You know what happens? Nothing good. If I go into a meeting without preparing for it with our staff and, and have nothing aligned, the meeting is just going to be a whole bunch of talking in circles and nothing's going to be accomplished. Like, if you have a big project, if you have a big presentation, if you have a big test, you're going to do prep. Like, you're going to look at your material maybe the night before one time. You're going to want to get a good night's sleep. You're going to maybe think about what you're going to wear when you're making that presentation. You, you know, you, you feel good when you dress good. Like all those different things go into it in our life in so many different areas. I mean, if you're going on a first date with a girl, don't do what I did the first time I met my wife. Sweatpants with a hole in them and a Buster Douglas t-shirt. Not good. Prep up for, for church seems to make sense. It seems to be biblical King David's words of rejoicing about the opportunity that it was. And, and I don't know where you're at and, and how well you do at that, but let me give you some ideas and tips that I think might benefit you when it comes to prepping up. Like in the bulletin right now, take a look. There's a little section that says homework. Like how many of you before you came to church today read the homework? Like Saturday night before you go to bed, the sections were usually really small. You can probably do it in less than three minutes for the most part, just read what we're going to focus on to get our hearts ready to rejoice when we enter the house of the Lord. Maybe for some of you, it's really hard to church because you, you have so much going on in your house. Like, I want to respect that. I get that. Uh, of all people, a pastor who had a wife who had to deal with the kids in the morning, it's hard. But maybe the night before, you, you set out the clothes. Maybe the night before, you get the coffee ready or fill up the Keurig with the water so that you don't have to do it the next day. Like, take a few little minutes the night before to make the, the next morning a little less chaotic and busy. Or, how about this? 
Maybe what you want to do is clear the clutter on Sunday morning. When I was uh, a pastor at a small church, when I was a pastor at St. Peter, and we didn't have all the services that we do and all the pastors that we have, I, I preached more often than, than, than not. And every once in a while, I get a Sunday off and I'd stay home and I'd get to sleep in, which is really fun for a pastor, by the way. And I'd wake up and I'd get my coffee and I'd, I'd go to the TV set and I'd turn it on. How many of you do that? Like the first time I did that, my wife said, we don't do that here. I'm like, we don't do what here? She's like, no, we leave the TV off on Sunday. Like we eat our breakfast, we have Christian music on, we, we focus our attention on those things, we, we get rid of the clutter. Like Sports Center doesn't matter on Sunday morning, even though football games are coming later. Like Jesus matters. Like that's what prepping up is all about. Like what small thing can you do the night before? What what steps can you take, like reading the homework, to clear the clutter? And then I can give you a little advice before you leave the house. Can I, can I encourage you to pray before you come? Pray that God will speak. Ask God to work. Get your heart in the right place with an expectation that God can do greater things through his word than you could even imagine. Pray for church and the musicians and the pastors. Prep up to do church and do church well. Arrive a little bit earlier, get your seat a little bit earlier, pray before you come in. I, I love the rush of seeing people at our two campuses at 9 and 10 o'clock come in, but it gets chaotic when you're searching for a seat, doesn't it? Is your heart in the right place? If you could just get here two minutes earlier, it might go a little better. You might be a little in a better place to find that joy that King David described. And here's my last one, because it's going to affect the other ones. In, in prepping up, can I convince you and sell you on leaving your phone in your car before you come in? Try it. Like, check in from there before you come in. Check in after before you come in. I know we don't have notes that you can write on anymore on your phone. You don't need it when you're in here. Maybe some of you do. You're police officers. <laughs> I'll give you a pass. <laughs> Maybe there's some other reason to bring it, but put it on silent. Turn it off. Don't pull it out. Like, eliminate the distractions. A way to church and church well begins with everything you do before you come. And I want to make that case because sometimes all those distractions cause us not to come. And I know I'm so glad that all of you are here today, but, but step number two seems so simple and so important, but it's so very biblical. Don't just prep up, but when we do prep up, when we get our hearts in the right place, when we understand what's taking place here, when we rejoice that we get to go to the house of the Lord, then we're more likely to, to do step number two, which is found in these words. The uh, writer of the Hebrews said, all scripture, let's, sorry about that, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meaning as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You know what's coming. Step two, show up. Show up. Like, we have two options so that you can not get out of the habit of meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. We have multiple campuses with multiple service times so you can find one that fits where the, the weekly series is talked about so that you can show up. Because we want to offer you those opportunities that, that meet your needs and meet you where you're at. And I know I'm speaking to the audience who has today. But I also know I'm also speaking to an audience that if you're 
an average, and if you're considered what the world calls regular, you show up twice a month. And I think there's a part of our heart that gets drawn into this idea that, that my faith is good because I love Jesus, I believe in Jesus, Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus rose, and if I miss a week, I'm not going to lose that, right? So once every other week is okay to show up. Or maybe just skipping this week because I had a long week, it's okay to miss. And I just want to put on your hearts with what God says is so vital and important. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Like showing up matters. Showing up matters because it's here where the word of God is spoken. Showing up matters is because here is where we get the chance to celebrate what we did today, the, the great amazing blessing that baptism is. It's the place where the means of grace, the, the word of God, the, the truths of God are shared and taught so that we can take them with us in, a li- in our life. See, I would tell you that you can argue that my, my Jesus roots, what I believe, is not affected by showing up or not. But I would tell you, evaluate for me the weeks when you don't. How's the fruit? How's the patience? A little better, a little worse? Maybe how's the anxiety? A little higher? Are you able to handle it? How about your marriage? How about your relationships? The joy, the, the peace, the, the words, the, the things that take place in your, in your home? Like the gather route, how to church showing up, that step is so important because this is what I know about God and his word. He promises that he will produce the fruit. And you know why you need to show up? Because of this. Most and above all, God tells us his word is God-breathed. It comes from him. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Like prepping up is huge. Showing up, so important. But then when you're here, when you walk through the doors, when you get here, listen up. Listen up. This last year, I got this email from my, my uncle. He's the smarter of my relation, way smarter than all of us maybe put together. And in this retirement, he took the time and effort to, to bring together all the letters that my grandfather wrote to my grandmother when he was fighting in World War II. Like the only way they could connect back then, he was on the island of Hawaii, then on a boat. He was fighting in the Pacific. Like mail took a long time to get there. He never had seen his, his, his son that had now been born. He didn't know if he was going to get home. Like, I was mesmerized by reading the words he wrote. Like the love that he had for my grandmother. The things that he asked and the broken heart that he had because he was gone. Like I almost couldn't put it down. Holly kept asking me, what are you reading? Like, it's what my grandpa wrote. <laughs> He's like, so what? I'm like, it's my grandpa. Like, I, I want to hear his words. I no longer can talk to him. I get insight on something I never really learned about what it was like. 
And how many of you haven't said to us, I just wish God, I could have a conversation with God. God would speak to me. Scripture is God-breathed, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God, that you might be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God is speaking right here in his house through his powerful word. The words you heard Pastor Mike read before that baptism, the powerful words of Peter on Pentecost Sunday, the amazing truths that we get to hear about on Christmas and Easter and every Sunday in between, the truths that God would have us apply to our lives that are useful for, for teaching about what relationships look like, correcting to address sin and, and bad behavior and, and, and uproot the idols that are in our heart to, to help us deal with the lies that we believe and the devil's temptation. In order to do that, I need you to listen up. I want you to listen up. How to church requires listening up. Like the coffee is great. The fellowship time is amazing. But in here, when we church, the 70 minutes, it's so easy to get distracted, isn't it? Like the ones who are right there, who are sitting right behind that cute little girl who get distracted by her. <laughs> or sometimes it's distractions of our own heart, like we walk in and we're like, oh, not my favorite person in the band is singing today. Or, oh, that message doesn't sound that inspiring. Like showing up and listening up are, are so vital and important because in here in God's house, amazing things happen. The Holy Spirit's at work, but you know who is also in the room, who is attacking you and, and wants to put a weed in your heart as you're listening up, the devil. And, and listening up well is really hard. I know listening for 30 plus minutes to a sermon can sometimes be hard. In fact, the research tells you that listening up is a great thing to do, but, but I pray that, that maybe you consider this. If you're writing down in your notes, I didn't give you an extra blank, but maybe the way to listen up and do it well is to up your engagement. Like bring a journal and grab a pen and write down some notes of what you take away from the sermon so you can revisit it later the next week. Did you know that when you listen to someone speak, you remember about 10% experts say, give or take, of what you've heard, 10%. Like you might be the best listener in this room right now and have heard 100% of the words that I have said and you might walk away with only 10%. But you know what they say? The, if you up your engagement, if you take notes during a presentation, if you write things down, if, if you're interactive and you apply other senses, it can go up to as high as 80%. And when we get into the word of God, it tells us things like, blessed are they who hear the word of God and obey it. If, if you want to have that word be of value and benefit and blessing beyond Sunday, writing it down might, and upping the engagement might, might, might bless you in your roots throughout the week as you long to experience the fruit. Like, can I give you that challenge for the next four weeks after this one and how to? Can, can you grab a bulletin, maybe bring a journal? Can you... Save those bulletins. Can you write down one or two tips? Like maybe for you today, the ultimate tip is I want to prep up better. Maybe the, the reinforcement to you is I've, I've fallen away a little bit and, and I don't show up as regularly or I, I opt for online after the fact or sometimes choose it and I get distracted there. Maybe it's, 
when you're here, you want to listen up better, or maybe it's you want to do the last one, but in order to do them better, in order to really take advantage of this how-to, to go from A to B, to grow in your knowledge, to maximize your roots in these how-tos, can I challenge you to grab a pen and a bulletin and, and promise not to get bored during the series because I believe you'll be blessed. Because the Apostle Paul knew the power of listening up. In fact, that's why he said to Timothy, a pastor, to do this, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. Like, invest your time, focus your attention, young man, as you serve God's people in your congregation in that city, devote yourself to those things that take place in that house of God. Devote yourself to the, the reading of script, the public reading of scripture, preaching and teaching, churching. To do it well, how to church, prep up, show up, listen up. And I believe when you do, you'll be blessed. You'll hear the amazing things that God has done for you in your Savior, Jesus Christ. I believe that during your week when you feel the guilt for sin, when, when there's shame that, that's real, the amazing love of God that covers a multitude of sins will, will rush to your heart and, and will impact your life. I believe when you want to live a you-first life for your spouse, for your neighbors at your church, the amazing reminder of who Jesus is and his you-first heart will swell up inside of you as you seek to carry it out. Prepping up, showing up, and listening up, that vital root, the gather root, all that it is, that when you are here, that powerful word of God will inspire you and encourage you throughout each and every phase of your life and even to the last breath. Because if you listen up, You'll hear what Jesus promises. Whoever lives and believes in him, even though they die, will live. All of which is great. But you know what the gather root is? About 70 minutes of your week. Like you, get in, you can get inspired here. The music can fill your heart here. The words that you see on the screen, you can take away up your engagement while you're here with your notes, get involved with the singing, like give your whole heart to it, take it all in. But if it's true that you need to prep up before you come, how to church does not end when you leave. That's biblical. Look at these words to the apostle, that the apostle James said, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. That'd be foolish. Whatever looks intently into the perfect law, the word of God, that gives freedom, Jesus said, my word, the truth will set you free, and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Perhaps the area that, that each and every one of us, whether you're a newbie Christian or a lifer, whether you, you're new to 922 or you've been around a long time and heard about the roots, it's probably not the two in the middle of the sandwich, showing up and, and listening up. We, we encourage you in that. A lot of you are good in that. You found skills in that. But it's the prep up and this one, step four, the follow up. 
Like James would tell you, if you hear the word, but it goes in one ear and out the other, if you don't apply it, of what good is it to you? Do what it says. The step to, to how to church, to, to take it to the next level, to how to do church well, to maximize it, is to follow it up. Do what it says. Like if 80% uh, power of remembering comes from taking notes so that you can follow up during the week ahead, do it. And you'll be blessed, James says. Like one, one, what's one truth in the message that you hear on a weekly basis? If you just write down one thing that you want to apply this week to your marriage, that you want to take to heart in wrestling with a lie or an idol, if it's something that you want to hold on to about, about dealing with shame or guilt or anxiety or grief, if it's something that you want to hold on to that reminds you about heaven and God's amazing love, like write it down, come back to it, revisit it, follow up with it, put it into practice. Like it's an amazing thing that if something you came away with today from, from church gets to play out in your life, a truth that you can apply in your relationship with God, follow up. And there are all sorts of tools that, that we believe that we can put at your fingertips that can help you do that. Like open your bullets again and, and look at those amazing things that are on the bottom of the page of the notes called the planting Jesus roots. Like we put time into coming up with some questions so that, that you can take what you heard and, and discuss it, think about it, revisit it, follow up. How many of you are members of our 922 Church Online? Our group? Sign up. Like it's a private Facebook page. I know some of you aren't on Facebook and you don't want to be. Well, you can create an identity on there and do nothing else. We can help you with that. But on there, there are reminders each and every week. They ask questions about the songs that you sang, what lyric meant to you, uh, what lyrics stood out to you, what songs spoke to your heart, what truths did you find in the words from the message. Like fellow Christians are sharing and, and speaking and, and talking. And like there's a way that you can follow up during the week by being a part of our church online. Next week, Pastor Michael's going to talk about group and the power of that. There's groups that actually discuss the sermon and the message. There's a way to follow up by attaching another route to it. Like follow up by maybe listening to the song that spoke to you most. Like write down or circle it each and every week. And I mean, if you've got Spotify, if you've got Apple Music, I, I don't know how many of you still have Pandora. I think that's outdated. But maybe some of you have that or, or whatever your favorite song is. Like, Listen to it every day, every morning. When you drink your coffee cup, it'll take you back to church. It might spark a thought. Follow up. Like, like how to church and how to church well. If all you do is church for 70 minutes, but there's no prep up or no follow up, you are, are missing out on so much more fruit. God will bless you. I know he will. God is amazing. He does amazing things. But I believe you'll be more blessed if in that gather route you allow it to be beyond Sunday. So what's your next step? How to church well? Like what element or aspect do you want to consider or wrestle with from, from prepping up to showing up to listening up to, to following up that, that can bless you in your relationship with God, that can help strengthen your Jesus roots? Because at the end of the day, at the end of the series, you know what we want for you, what God wants for you, what I believe churching well will do for you? It'll cause you to feel like David next Saturday.
like next Saturday when you start prepping up, your heart will be filled with that same emotion, I pray, that David had. And you can say like him, I was glad, I am glad, I rejoice that I get to go to the house of the Lord. Lord, do those things for us. We consider how to church and do it well. Because in here in your house, we get to listen up and be reminded of all the amazing things you do. Let's pray about that. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, for church. And I love this place. The songs that we sing are filled with reminders of you. So Lord, let us up our engagement. Not just let those words be on the screen and things that go in one ear and out the other, but be a great opportunity to rejoice for who you are and what you've done. Lord, I pray for everyone here. It's hard. Like I, I pray for parents uh, who, who bring their kids here. I love that. But it's hard to church and listen up. So Lord, just help them and be with them and encourage them to, to not lose heart, but to know the power of showing up for them and for their kids and the blessing it can be. Lord, I pray for those who are here who are dealing with, with challenges and difficulties because it's so easy to walk through the door but maybe be distracted. And give us hearts, Lord, that, that give you our full attention. And I pray, Lord, for some who, who for showing up, it, it, it feels like a, a have to, but Lord, it's more than that. It's a get to and a need to. Because it's here in your house we're reminded of all the things that you've done for us, your love, your grace, your forgiveness. It's the word that turns us from sin and, and directs us to the cross. Lord, when we show up, give us hearts that listen up and are blessed by that powerful word. And then Lord, when we leave this place in a few minutes, let us leave with the truths that you long for us to know, but not to leave the truths behind. Give us hearts, Lord, that are willing later tonight to just revisit, look again, that follow up, that apply these powerful truths because your word tells us that we bless when we do. Lord, I pray this for our church, that how to church can become a powerful tool to strengthen their Jesus roots and experience amazing fruits. We pray this in his name. Amen.